Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks, welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Uh, Jimmy El Bandito here, and as always, I'm joined by the Corn Bandit, Richard. How are things going with you, Corn Bandit? Howdy, gents and ladies and folks of listeners of all ages. I am doing just fantastic. Glad right. to be here. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, for uh, new listeners and older ones that still haven't joined our email list, uh, just be sure to do that. Uh, do that as soon as possible. Uh, when you do, you'll get uh, killer hunting deals delivered straight to your inbox. Uh, we've made it pretty easy for you to do that, to join. And that's by texting the word BANDIT to 345 Three, four, five. Uh, you, be, you know, be sure to be sure to text us, uh, Bandit, and you, so you, you don't miss out, and you join the hunt. Uh, remember, text that to three, four, five, three, four, five, and we'll see you on on the list. Uh, in this episode, we're honored to be speaking with uh, Mike Chandler, owner and creator of the Hammer Feeding System. It's the hunting industry's only timed free choice protein feeder. Which uh, is very cool. I can't wait to talk to him about this. Uh, just real quick, uh, the hammer controls the gravity flow of feed into your feed tube. You decide when and for how long the tube gets filled, from one tube fill a day to full free choice feeding or anywhere in between. So that's very interesting. And uh, like I said, we look forward to to really get into the nitty gritty about all that. So uh, hey, Mike, uh, welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Great, great, great. Yeah, so uh, as we do in most of our other uh, our other interviews, we like to start out by just asking you, you know, tell us about yourself and uh, how you got started uh, doing what you're doing. Well, uh, I guess you could say we are uh, hunters and uh, game managers at heart, and we just happen to have day jobs that we have to go to. Yep, sounds like and, sounds like uh, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> right, right, and uh, it, so the uh, development of this hammer feeding system it came about sheerly out of necessity. Uh, we were having trouble managing our feeding regimen, and uh, so I, being being a uh, designer. By profession, I had a little bit of a background that I could lean on. Uh, I'm a mechanical uh, slash piping designer by profession. And so leaning on my experience in the designing world, uh, I spent a little bit of time at the drawing board trying to come up with something that would manage my feeding efforts a little bit better. Uh, Granted, there were and still are many different options out there for feeding protein, but none of them did what I wanted them to do. So like I said, I sat down at the drawing board and and came up with one version after another and uh, constantly challenging my own design to see if I could come up with something even better yet. But uh, it, when it all came down, it was just one simple assembly that uh, that we sell today. Okay, great. And I definitely want to get to that that assembly. Uh, but first, I was reading on your website about how uh, 
I guess you were patterning a certain deer or a certain couple bucks, uh, and you you know they kept coming in at night. Was that correct? And you kind of wanted to have a way to, uh, I guess, be able to see them during the day. Is that kind of part of the genesis of uh, you know how you got to where yeah, you are? And, and that is correct. We we uh, like I said, we had you know open and free choice uh, protein feeders that were great for feeding you know the deer when they wanted to eat but they didn't do much good for when we wanted them to be in front of us during hunting hours. Right. And uh, so uh, with that being said, we, in 2012, uh, I patched together our first prototype because there was a particular deer that uh, had been seen as far as seven miles away from our hunting area, uh, and everybody saw him at night. I mean, in in pictures at night, and no one had ever seen this particular deer on the hoof, nor uh, had he been seen in the daylight on trail cameras. Wow. So uh, this this particular deer was a very special deer for us because uh, not only was he a a great deer, but just the challenge of uh, getting him in on our schedule. So like I said, I put together a prototype and put it in the field and uh, started manipulating that particular deer, uh, keeping him in our area by providing him with a constant and reliable supply of feed, uh, but only during the hours that we wanted him to have feed, and which were coinciding with the hunting hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, sure enough, uh, we put that uh, prototype to work. And on opening weekend of 2012, my wife was fortunate enough to uh, take that deer in the in the last few minutes of daylight, oh, wow. uh, which was the very first, which was the very first time that we saw that deer, and was the very first time that we knew of him coming out in the daylight. But uh, we we definitely proved with the prototype that you could take a nocturnal deer and make them come out and eat in the daylight well i was just about to say talk about uh, talk about proof of concept <laughs> yeah. there, there there you go yeah that particular deer was the one deer that uh inspired the wife and i to invest some money in developing this product sure uh, at a commercial level right okay oh, that's fantastic what what did mike if you don't mind what <clears throat> what what did the deer score uh, that particular deer was 155 and 7 eighths. Okay, perfect. Beautiful. Nice. Outstanding. And, and actually, his uh, his silhouette is our logo. Oh, you're oh, kidding. okay. All right, very cool. Awesome. Right, well, yeah. Check that out. Let's go back and look at it again. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's. A, I'm looking at the logo, so that's a beautiful, <laughs> that, that's a beautiful deer right there. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's that's proof positive. Yeah. <laughs> That's proof that uh, you know you can with a little with, with some effort you know uh, retrain if you will repattern re uh, rehabitualize a deer sure. to you know to come in you know when you when you want to see them. Yep. Um, well, and, and ever since since that year, uh, we have had a uh, at least one, if not two, of these uh, hammer feeding systems working in our areas. And every year we have taken a six, seven, or eight-year-old deer. Wow! Uh, 
with that device. Interesting. Yeah, I was just about to ask, what was the uh, did, did did you all get an age on them? Because I mean, just kind of alluded to it. You know, the the older deer. You know, the rumor has it they're the smarter deer, and like you say, they they go nocturnal, so on and so forth. So, what was the deer that your wife was fortunate enough to shoot? Was was he an older deer? Well, uh, as we all know, you know, using teeth for aging deer is not an exact science. Right. Uh, but the teeth aged him at five years old. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but experience and uh, so forth tells us that he was probably six years old. Sure. Uh, sure. Just looking at his, his confirmation and his tendencies and so forth and so on. Right. Uh, we, but the, the ranch rule at that particular time was five and a half years old for uh, our trophy deer, and we met that requirement at a minimum, uh, but we still think that that deer was even a year older than he had to be. Right. Right. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, Mike, t- awesome. tell us. Yeah, that, no, that's good. Yeah, I, I was just about to say, tell us yeah. a little bit about, you know, how, how the system works and, and how, you know, how would you want to deploy it in the field? Um, I mean, d- does it fit onto every single protein feeder of a model available or how exactly does all that work? Well, we have uh, designed two different types. One of them has a flat top that is good for mounting up to virtually any flat surface, like the bottom of a 55-gallon drum or uh, a mounting flange on any other type feeder if it has a flat spot, you know, available. Right. Uh, Then then our other type is the uh, round top or tube top, uh, which is, it's a four-inch diameter tube that is welded onto the top, and it, it actually fits right up to the all seasons 300 and 800 pound feeders oh. uh with the gasket it fits up to a uh all these boss buck feeders okay uh but it one size does not fit all i mean there are feeders out there that you you have to be a handyman and uh break sure. out the cutting torch or grinder and and uh you know make some modifications Right, uh, but we're trying. We're trying to fit as many feeders as we can. Right, right. Outstanding. Okay, That's fantastic. Yeah, I saw where you said on your on the website that uh, attaches to just about any, but you may need an adapter or something like that uh, to help get it on yes. your particular feeder. Right, and and we do have a small selection of uh, adapters that we have had built. You know, whenever we need one adapter, we go ahead and get, you know, maybe five of them built uh, of that size. So that way, the next time someone calls and needs an adapter, we'll, you know, maybe we'll have it. Uh, We've we've got a little assortment of adapters of Mm -hmm. of varying diameters. Okay. All right. Walk us through uh, how the mechanism actually works itself and how you would maybe uh, recommend people you know, do the settings and things of that nature? Well, I think one of the biggest steps in uh, setting one of these units up is is first understanding uh, what your goal is. Okay. Uh, are you trying to attract deer in with uh, a small amount of feed every day? Or are you trying to pour the feed to the deer in hopes of, 
you know, growing bigger horns? Uh, or, or are you somewhere in between? So mm -hmm. what you really need to do is have a, a an honest approach at uh, realizing your goals. Okay. Uh, if you're going to, you know, to feed an attractant uh, or feed it as an attractant, uh, you can fill the tube once a day or twice a day, and that would be feeding anywhere from six to 12 pounds a day. And that's not going to feed in a supplemental way. That's not going to supplement too many deer, but that's going to attract a fair number of deer, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as an attract. Uh, whereas if you're setting this thing up and uh, say, instead of just opening it and filling the tube, say you open it and leave it open for an hour a day or an hour twice a day, that's going to feed a lot more mouths uh, by leaving it open longer, uh, which is typically what we do during the growing time of year. We'll leave it open uh, twice a day for an hour, and uh, quite a few deer can get in there and get all they want in that okay. hour. So it really differs, you know, from obviously like a corn feeder or whatnot in the sense that you go in and you program, I want it to open at this this time, and then you basically tell it how long you want it to open. I mean, similar in the sense, you know, like three-second spin or whatever, but you're actually going in and setting the, maybe the start or the open and close time. Is that kind of how it works? Uh, that is correct. You set okay. the open wow. and you set the close time, and you can do that up to six times a day, but I think uh, for the most part people are going to feed twice a day, Mm -hmm. uh, at the hours that coincide with hunting season. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, I always like to say that what makes this so much different than any other type protein feeder is that it's smarter than the other ones. In other words, it is never going to overfeed for the number of deer that are coming in. If if you have a spin type feeder that is feeding uh, 20 seconds twice a day. It's going to feed that 20 seconds twice a day, regardless of how many animals show up to eat. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you have the hammer feeding system and five deer show up to eat, all five are going to get enough to eat. If 20 deer show up, they're also going to get their chance to eat. But if you, if you have a system that's set up to feed a large amount and only a few deer show up to eat, then you start having a surplus build up in your uh, in your feed tube or or in your tray. Mm -hmm. well, that's that right. So sense. that if it doesn't open or the next time it opens, it just won't fill as much that time. So you're really preserving as much as you can based on the number of mouths that really show up, basically. Right. I, and like I said, I like to. I like to say that our feeder is a little bit smarter mm -hmm. because it's not going to overfeed, whereas a spin-type feeder could. Okay. Well, I, I really like that. I, I think that's that, that, that's, a, that's a genius concept. Um, yeah, you know, something else I was thinking about, where well, this would be a really good fit, would be, you know, for the, we kind of call them the, the absentee, uh, you know, lease hunter guys that are, you know, especially in like in, in the Texas Hill Country, for example, that they're just overrun with all dad and elk and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know, we, we hear from a lot of folks that 
um, especially here in Texas, they are just starting out protein feeding. And, you know, the, the big question is that they've got is, you know, well, first, what feeder do I get? Uh, and then B, you know, well, what, what happens if, uh, you know, I, what happens if they go through 2000 pounds in one, uh, you know, in, 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 you know, in a week or whatever, I mean, that's, that's a bit extreme unless you have elephants or hippos or something like that. But, um, you know, and, and then they can't get out there. They're not, maybe they won't come out there for another two months. So having a, a system such as the, you know, your feeder system, um, you know, you, you can still supplement feed, you know, all these animals, but, but, you know, for critters like the Audad and the elk who, who would potentially eat you out of the house and home, that's really going to, you know, in, in a way prevent them from doing that. Yeah. You can kind of smooth out the feed. If you oh, will, absolutely. Oh, we definitely get calls from people with the exact problem that you speak of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we generally get a call back at a later date saying how happy they are that, they can control the feed and not have those animals eating them out of house and home, right. especially eating them out of house and home in the dark. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've seen the, um, I, I've seen the pictures, uh, in the hill country, uh, you know, a herd of elk, uh, coming through and, <laughs> and them wiping out a 300 pound feeder, uh, a 300 pound protein feeder, um, you know, a couple of days after it was filled and then the, the, the poor lease guy gets there and it's two months later, you know, and he checks the pictures and, and he's got pictures, you know, the first couple of days and that's it. They're gone. <clears throat> so they really, right. the system sounds like it's got to be a must, you know, for everybody who's got, you know, a smaller protein feeder that can't be down there on a regularly, a regular basis to check their feeders. Right. Correct. Yeah. That's, that's what we have, uh, at it, uh, I guess we call it uh, Rancho Bandito West. You know, we got one big one in the middle of our that section. Right. And, uh, you know, right now, well, I mean, since it's turkey season, someone may go out there for that. But uh, really, during the and then through the summer, it's hard right. for any of us to get out there. So it's, right. you know, or even from now until, or excuse me, till the, you know, beginning of January till now, it's really no right. one's you know, necessarily been out there. So, you know, it's the exact scenario there. And uh, what's interesting, you know, I'm looking at your website uh, on that, the feeding strategy, the the tests that you did where you had the 3000 pounds and you kind of showed how that same 3000 pounds, depending on your strategy, you know, lasted from 20 days to 60 days. So, I mean, that right there pretty much shows, you know, how you can prolong that same amount and, and get better, I guess, results, of animals coming in can you kind of talk about how how that worked i I think you right and and that test was an eye-opener for us Mm -hmm. uh we didn't know when we ran the test what we were going to find out uh but after we did run the test it definitely changed the way we feed we're still feeding the same two thousand pounds a month that we have fed since 2006 Uh, we're still feeding that same two thousand pounds every month the difference is we feed it differently. We feed in shorter durations, early in the morning when the deer like to eat and late in the evening when the deer like to eat. You know, we don't feed in the middle of the day. Right. We don't feed at night. And right. by by not feeding at night, we have eliminated our coon problem. <laughs> uh, you quit feeding at night and they quit showing up. I mean, we we haven't had to trap them or shoot them or anything else. We've been able to 
we've been able to uh, discourage them from showing up because there's no feed there at night. Now, I, I was going to ask: Have you had any of your uh, in, any of your customers come back and have they given you any feedback about you know how your your system protects the the feed from the coons? I mean, have they are they able to? In other words, do, do the raccoons own cutting torches yet? That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> Not yet. No, they don't. Oh, that's good. Uh, they we we have had uh, quite a few testimony to the fact that uh, you quit feeding them at night and they quit showing up. It's wow. it's really that simple. Hmm. Yeah, well, that, is, that is that is that is fascinating. Or you just um, don't have uh, you know feed always available to where the coon could come in and eat at any time, especially at night, right? So it's the deer come in, you know, in the evening and they eat what you provided for them. And then there's nothing left there during the night for that coon. So they figure, well, you know, there's nothing ever here. So I'll move on. Right. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what they do. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and that was another, that was another uh, item on the learning curve that, that we learned just by accident. I mean, we, we didn't want to feed at night purely for the reason that we didn't want our deer to ever know that there's feed available at night. But along with not feeding at night, we got rid of the coon problem. Mm -hmm. right. I mean, they just, but we, we just don't, we just don't see uh, coons at the feeder. If you see a coon at the feeder in a picture, it's probably him on the ground, just picking up whatever the deer may have right. spilled. Right, right, right. Looking for scraps, but that's it. All they're doing is scrapping. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Now, as far as um, uh, as far as the the hammer system is concerned, have you found that have you found that it it offers a little protection against the elements as well? Uh, you know, like I, I know you mentioned that you know you 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 know, you, you kind of keep it open sometimes during the. During the, the during the growing season of the antlers, but you know, have you found that the that the kind of the hood design or whatnot keeps the keeps the rain from getting in there and, and chunking it up real bad? Well, we don't uh, we don't have problems with the uh, or we don't have any more problems with moisture because of the hammer feeding system than you do without the hammer feeding system. The whole secret to protecting the feed is in the design of the tube. Uh, just like on any other protein feeder, the design of the feed spout is what's going to prevent moisture from getting into uh, your feed spout and, uh, you know, giving you problems there. Sure. Uh, what we offer uh, for a feed spout is, and this will be a cheap plug for all seasons, uh, is we like the all seasons feed tube. Right. Uh, it's got a good design, and uh, that's what we offer along with our hammer feeding system uh, when customers want a full, complete lower unit. Right, right. Yeah, I've uh, actually, but, I've, uh, I've had a few, I've had a few of the all seasons. Uh, I, I kind of call them downspouts, and and they they've been fantastic. I hadn't had any problems with them. Yeah, and they've they've actually improved uh, their product uh, recently by adding a, a, I guess you'd say a mesh bottom to it, so that any moisture that 
does get in there or any dust that seems to collect can automatically, you know, just filter out. Really? Without connecting in the bottom. Yeah, it's it's been oh. an added uh, an added benefit. Now, I did not know that. Uh but golly, you know, you're that's it's kind of something that I've always thought about is that, you know, just just the god the amount of dust and debris that that builds up over the time. But that's uh, uh that, that that's a really cool feature. Yes, yes. We awesome. we like it. Like I said, we we actually buy in uh, bulk from all seasons and turn around and sell them with our units. Right. Perfect. Okay. Outstanding. Great. So the, the, the mechanism itself, it runs on a, uh, what, a 6 or 12-volt battery? With a, and you can, can you connect a... Say that again, I'm sorry? I see it reruns on a 12 volt battery. Okay. And uh, and it needs a solar panel. Uh-huh. Uh To keep it, you know, keep it maintained. Can can you use your? Uh, can you uh, connect it to the battery that you're using for? Well, yeah, I guess it would be because that would replace it. Never mind. Uh, I was just about to say, can you connect it to the uh, the battery that you're using for the feeder? But. Um, yeah, I just answered my own question. <laughs> right. Never mind. We have to cut that one from the tape. Uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> no, I think we'll keep that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, so Mike, as far as your, you know, your, your customer distribution is concerned, is, is it primarily in Texas or, you know, what other, what other, you know, uh, states that you see, you know, their hunters buying your product? Well, uh, we have sold and shipped to uh, quite a few states, uh, North Carolina, uh, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, uh, Georgia, Florida. Uh, we've shipped a few units to the Calgary Zoo in oh, Canada. No kidding. That awesome. is correct. Uh, yeah, okay. I and look- I could see how it could work in zoos. That'd be perfect. Another great uh, adaptation, you know, for that. Yeah, but in, isn't that kind of like canned hunting, though? I don't, I don't get it. Maybe so hunting I... in a zoo, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if, if you can. It's exotic we... hunting there. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if the Canadians would like that because they're against about everything. Can, can you tell us a little bit about how they're using it at the zoo? That That's, that's fascinating. I wish I knew. I uh, I have not gotten any feedback from them yet to find out uh, exactly how they're how they're using it. That is absolutely interesting. Yeah, that that makes I'm sense. Interested. Yeah. Well, I can imagine that you know in a zoo environment where you have many many species of animals, and uh, you know I, I would imagine that some of them maintain their their instincts, which is to feed at night, and right. I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing that the zoo wants them, you know, out and about in the daylight. Oh, well, that's true. You know, well, and and maybe maybe it's purely a matter of managing the feed dollars. I'm right. not sure. You know, well, it hits both those things for sure. Absolutely, yeah. That's I didn't even market think about is that. a uh, that zoo market's a big one you ought to go after. Keep going after, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually uh, tell people whenever they're setting up a a new feed setup, uh, 
if if they haven't decided you know how big a feeder they want or you know whether or not they're going to use the hammer feeding system i always tell them well think about what it is that you're trying to do you know are you trying to attract deer are you trying to grow deer are you trying to grow horns you know what is your goal and then secondly which it may not well secondly how far are you from your deer lease and how often do you go why do you go there uh, because all of this plays into how big a feeder you put out there mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about feed dollars uh, gas dollars are directly r- related to feed dollars mm-hmm. and what people don't think about a lot of times when they're setting up a feeder is how many times am I going to have to go fill this thing uh, when I could be doing something else that's true. Like so maybe always, you only so, think about how, the always, cost of the feed, but not all that, right? You got to add that into the whole cost. Right. So I try to tell people: think about how often you're going to go and put out the biggest feeder that you can afford to put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, uh, my wife and I, we, you know, like I said, we've hunted uh, and and fed this same two thousand pounds of feed every month. But what we have done over the years is we started with thousand pound feeders then we went to 1500 pound feeders and now we've got 3000 plus feeders that allow us to make less trips to the lease Uh, if the only reason we're going to the lease is to fill feeders well you can do the math and figure out right quick that going there every four weeks is going to cost you a lot more in fuel than going there every 10 weeks. And that's essentially what we have done over the years is we've cut our feed trips from every four weeks to every 10 weeks just by uh, changing the size of our feeders. Sure. Well, and, and then, and then again, you, know, you have your, you have the hammer feeding system on there. So, so you know that, uh, you know, you, you, you can, you know that you're, you're not going to be losing a lot to coons or squirrels or turkeys or, you know, whatever it may be. So well, it, you could actually, I mean, you could know exactly, you know, how much is going out and when you need to get there, you know, yeah. with that system, you know, you for sure just basically, you know, measure it by how long you keep it open, how much comes out, how many days, you know, and back into it. And you're like, okay, I know that I, you know, I need to be out here at this date, you know, as opposed to. When you don't have that system on there, it's like, well, you know, how many animals are going to eat me out? You've been, I won't know. <laughs> I won't have any idea until I get out there. Sure. The so. only the only, uh, only, other thing that you can't really put your finger on is when they don't eat feed because the natural browse is more oh, attractive. God. That's oh, true. You know, That's greens, very true. Yeah, when that greens up in the spring, they... Yeah. They tend to back off the protein. And right. again, when they back off the protein, that's when the hammer feeding system shines as compared to a spin-type feeder sure. that's used to putting out enough feed for 20 deer. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, if all of a sudden those deer quit showing up because natural browse is greener, I mean nicer right. and you know more palatable, well, all of a sudden if you've got a spin-type feeder, your your feeder is stacking up feed that the deer aren't eating, right, whereas the hammer up. feeding system, it keeps it nice and protected in the tube. 
Well, either that or you're 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 um, you're feeding forty pound raccoons uh, <laughs> and forty pound yeah. raccoons and fifty turkeys. That's I, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you for the turkeys, but the uh, yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Mike, uh, tell everybody how how could they uh, buy a. Uh, the hammer system uh do they is it j- only through your website or do you have it in uh, some stores or what's the best way to go about getting getting some well we sure like to give our uh, dealers you know as much business as as we possibly can uh granted but you know we don't have dealers everywhere we would like to have them and we don't have them everywhere that uh we have customers so you know we uh we do have a uh, network of 10 dealers and then plus our internet sales and and we do have a couple authorized manufacturers that are I guess you could say our partners in this little venture we allow them to build our device on their feeders mm-hmm. so you know there's there's quite a few options you know quite a few locations we're out in Del Rio we're in Brookshire uh, we're in Hockley, uh, Brazoria, West Columbia, and okay. we're in uh, Georgetown. You know, we're we're yeah. kind of scattered right now. But if that doesn't fit somebody's travel plans, uh, we definitely can help you on the internet. Okay, at the yeah, and the, that your website's thehammerfeeder.com, uh, so people could go there. And and if you go to the contact tab, I'm looking at it now. Uh, you have a pretty nice map on there. Uh, showing where uh, where your dealer locations are. I see there's one actually close to us in Grand Prairie, so that's nice. El Jefe Outdoors. So yes, that's, uh... El Jefe. He's you know, yes. Okay. Now he does not have a storefront. You basically. Oh okay. Uh, you know we, we've got a mix of people. You know, uh, some of them have a storefront. Some of them you just catch them on the go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. El Jefe to be one of them that he's a he's an outfitter and. Uh, and he's helping us with uh, our Mexican contacts. Okay. He's got a bunch of property down in Mexico. Oh, nice. Outstanding. Well, you know, and I'm sure you've tried this before, but I highly recommend uh, going on some sort of a business trip down there, you know, primarily around December. <laughs> there, absolutely. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I need to have <laughs> Yeah, well, he needs to take you down there. Oh, yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Mike, uh, we, you know, we just want to thank you so much for coming on the Feed Bandit podcast. Is there anything else that uh, we missed or didn't talk about that you want to let our listeners know about? Uh, well, we're always here to help. I mean, if if anybody has a a feeder that they're trying to uh, or wanting to convert. Uh, or if they are looking to purchase a feeder and they want to know, you know, which feeder is going to work best with the hammer feeding system, uh, my personal cell phone is on our website, and uh, all they got to do is text me a picture of the feeder or give me a call. I'm always anxious to help. Okay, great. And your uh, your your email's on the website as well, so. Uh, you know, your information's there. That website, again, folks, is thehammerfeeder.com. So be sure to go over there and, and check it out. Check out what he's got over there and, uh, you know, reach out to Mike and he'll help you out. You know, uh, uh, feed uh, can rack up and, you know, cost some money, you know, and you want, you know, to uh, 
make your hard-earned dollars, you know, go as far as they can and actually oh, no. and, and actually yield for you, you know, uh, as much as you can on that dollar. So uh, this is, a, I think, a great product to help you do that, you know, grow those antlers and, uh, and you know, in those times where we, we have some blogs on our website where we talk about, you know, whenever, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes here, you know, especially in Texas, it tends to not rain every now and then. And <laughs> yeah. so, th- so food doesn't grow or whatever, and you really want to take care of your animals out there. So in those times, as well as in these lush times, when you can really use the hammer feeder and, you know, the timing mechanism and all that to your advantage in either scenario. So it'll really help, uh, really help you out. And, and as far as that goes, uh, I was going to say, I think that the theme of tonight is, you know, c- conserve your feed and don't feed the vermin. There you go. Um, and, and that's <laughs> there you go. exactly what this system does. And, and that's what makes it so cool. And again, I, I think it's a, it's a perfect fit for, you know, for those absentee lease guys, uh, and then those laps, those absentee lease guys down the hill country that have to deal with, you know, brontosauruses and all kinds of, you know, kudu and all kinds of gigantic animals. Uh, boy, I, I, I think it's, it's almost mandatory in my opinion. You know, it, 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 also though, you know, just the big uh, hunting operations too, if you think about it. I mean, right. imagine the, the dollars of feed going through those places you know sure. <laughs> spread that out as well you know and really really time you know their feeders even better for their for their hunters and things of that nature i mean now that i you, never you know? even thought about yeah i never I, I i never thought about that uh well if you if you want to go there how about like all the the kind of the dude ranch places that oh even you know, they're yeah. here in texas that, endless endless yeah uh, i mean yeah you 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 got you got those folks that are, are trying to to show you know all the the city slickers and whatnot show them deer. I mean that's perfect, <laughs> absolutely yeah, I mean, perfect. And then don't forget the zoos. I mean that is yeah, a great exactly. uh, market I think as well. Well, Mike, yeah, don't uh, forget the zoos. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, thanks so much for coming on the podcast tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. All right, folks. Well, that was uh, Mike Chandler, the owner and creator of the Hammer Feeding System. Again, uh, as you li- as you heard, it's a very uh, innovative and uh, really, quite frankly, if you have uh, do any kind of protein feeding or have you know, uh, like we we're talking about any of the scenarios we talked about. I mean, it's something that you must consider using on your property because. Uh, you know, you probably know and you see your feed bill, all you know, every year. And uh, you wonder, well, you know, am I doing this the best way, <laughs> the most yeah. efficient way? You know, yeah. and you're probably not because there's this – if you don't have this mechanism, then you're probably not just because uh, it will help you be more efficient and effective in timing, planning, and budgeting for, for your feed. Uh, right. What do you think about that? What do you, what do you think about all that? No, I, 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 I yeah, it, it's fascinating. Um, I, I've always kind of known about it, but you know, to to hear to really hear kind of the you know all the the testing that he's done, and 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 you know, and just not to mention his proof source, you know, that mm-hmm. got him really to to start doing it. It, it is absolutely fascinating, and I, I really like the fact, and I did not know that that you can set it so that the door just comes up. Um, you, you know, and I, I, I think that's genius. I, I really do. So I, I like the flexibility that it gives you. Um, oh, huge flexibility, right? Yeah. And, and also I, I can only imagine, 
you know, for in God, everybody's on a budget, you know, for the, for the guys who've got, you know, four or five protein figures on their leases, you know, again, the, the amount of money that they're losing to coons, uh, you know, or turkeys or squirrels or cardinals, I mean, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, how this thing would really give them peace of mind and, um, uh, you know, and, and, and really preserve their hard earned dollars as, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that was fun. That was a uh, really interesting, oh, yeah. um, yeah. again, just another really cool, uh, innovative product, you know, that yep. we're, we're running across doing this podcast. It's, it's fun learning about these things, you know, oh, and uh, seeing what's out there and, uh, getting to talk to folks like Mike and, uh, right. just as a quick note to anyone listening out there, you know, if you, if you have an idea or you have a innovative product or even, even if you have a product, then you're, you know, you're in one of the big stores. That's, but if it, you know, give us a shout, you know, we'd love to talk to you about it and, you know, just get to know you better and get to know your products a little better. And, and, and the other end, we'd love to get you out in front of our other listeners, you know, so it's, it's, uh, that's what we're trying to do here, you know, build this community where we all kind of know, uh, what is the cool stuff that's out there, you know? So leave no one behind, if you will. For sure. So so give us a shout. Uh, go to feedbandit.com, and you can contact us uh, there, feedbandit.com slash promote. There's a form on there that you can fill out and uh, and shoot us a, shoot us an email uh, about it. So, all right. Well, that uh, again, that was fun. Uh, I don't really have anything else. Uh, I'm ready, You know, if you want to wrap this guy up, uh, you got anything else to talk about? You know, I think that's about it. Um, just another reminder, you know, it's uh, the antlers are coming. Yep. Uh, I'm sure in some parts of the country they're already seeing little nubs, uh, maybe uh, maybe even, uh, you know, a quarter of a main beam. So um, it's it's real exciting. So uh, get out there and, and, and wreck Tom's day, too. Oh, yes. It's full turkey season. Uh, maybe we'll have something to talk about relatively soon about uh, – some trips to Rancho Bandito during turkey season. That's right, that's right. Stay tuned. Yep, for sure. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, all right. Well, uh, Corn Bandit, good to talk to you. And uh, everybody out there, good luck. And as, as Corn Bandit just said, wreck Tom's day. Thanks for listening to the Feed Bandit Podcast. If you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores, come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com join. When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space. If you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the FeedBandit podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to FeedBandit.com slash promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to FeedBandit.com slash iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time. Please remember to support your local feed store.